the Jazz just could not get the ball to drop tonight. Uh, that Malik Beasley three at the end that went all the way down in and then out to get the game within one point was pretty um, symbolic of the game, you could say. <laughs> there was a point I tweeted out in the third quarter. I think there was six minutes left in the third quarter. We were down by 18. Jordan Clarkson lost his shoe. I said, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know about this game. And, uh, man, it, it just felt like the Jazz knew that they were going to win and that they were the better team, and they kind of just coasted and were trying to trying to keep it close. And even when the Spurs went up by 20-plus points, uh didn't seem like the Jazz were too um concerned and then you know towards the end they start locking in playing defense and you just think you know if you play a couple more possessions that hard you win you win the game we we lose uh what was it 126 120 or sorry 122 126 really the (laughs) the story to me is the three-point line i think everyone uh that's pretty obvious we shot 30 percent from the three and uh, only made 13, launched up 43. But early in the game, it even felt like Coach had told the guys, hey, just keep shooting. Uh, they're going to fall eventually. And while I agree with that and, and like the mentality of it, at some point you've got to realize when your shot's not falling, especially as a team, and just go in and get a few extra buckets a few extra easy buckets to get your groove going. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I coached, I'd just say, look, just just find a rhythm. Your your shot's going to fall. Don't worry about it. It's, it's all fine. And for whatever reason, this Jazz team doesn't understand that. Um, oh, man. And, and really, if you look at it, Clarkson goes five for seven, shoots 71%. So of those 14 threes that we hit, Clarkson hits five of them. Uh, Jordan Clarkson goes two for six. Lowry. Uh, you mean Conley? Sorry. No, no. Clarkson goes two for six. Uh, Conley went five for seven. Sexton went one for two. Malik, uh, Malik's the one that killed us, man. Two for 11. And usually he's not like that. Usually he'll, he'll shoot a good percentage. And then Lowry only hit three for 10, which is unlike him as well. Um, everyone's in the negative on our team for the plus minus, except for Colin Sexton. We'll count Mike Conley because he's at zero. Uh, Kessler was at one point. He, Kessler probably had the worst game of his of the season, I would say. And then uh, our our good and old faithful Rudy Gay that everybody loves was at six. So um, really weird game. I think a lot of it had to do with the the longer break that we had. And uh, you know, Quinn Snyder would always say, you know, you want to be. You want to be playing good heading into the playoffs and a, a few a few days off might mess that up, especially if you're in a groove. And I feel like that might have been a little bit of what it was. 
we just had lost our groove. Uh, Coach Snyder's on, so I'm going to pass the mic to him real quick. You know, they're a well-coached, hard-playing young team. Will Hardy, I am messing up names. I think there's nights in the NBA where you can't seem to make a shot, and we had one of those. But on top of that, we also need to have a, a better collective focus on the defensive end guarding the ball helping our teammates shifting and showing a crowd i just don't think that we did that very well tonight and the spurs exposed it i felt like there were a lot of right hand drives for their players attacking the rim um it put us in uh, a really tough spot because we did not do a good enough job at the point of attack guarding the ball tonight and so if you combine that with a night where you don't make threes, which we shoot a bunch of them, you're in for a tough night. And, you know, it's a, it's a good opportunity for our team to continue to learn that we need to come out with that heightened sense of attention to detail on the defensive end from the very beginning of the game because we're in the NBA and there's a lot of good players out there. And if you let them get in the rhythm and feel good, they can make a lot of tough shots. How much did foul trouble on Walker and Jared kind of affect things tonight? It, it definitely does in a game like this when you have, you know, both of them in foul trouble. You end up going to some lineups again that we haven't gone to very much. But, you know, we've we've got to do a better job as a group of, of guarding the ball at the point of attack and being early with our help so that we don't commit those fouls. You know, I think... A couple of Walker's fouls in particular, like he's just he's a little bit late and he doesn't get to the spot, and so he gets a tough whistle. He's in a hard, you know, a hard position defending the rim all the time, and um, you know he he continues to work very hard at it. But if you couple him being a little bit late with us not doing a good job guarding the ball, you're going to have to get a really good whistle or be perfect in those helping situations to not commit fouls because sometimes your body's still turning or you don't quite get to the spot. And, um, you know, this is an offensive league. And so as a defender, you don't have a ton of uh, leeway or gray area that works to your advantage. Like, you have to be really, really good in those details or else you're not going to get a good whistle. The push that you made in the fourth quarter... What did you see differently defensively in that short time? Uh, I just think our energy rose to the moment. We made a few shots, and all of a sudden the momentum sort of swung in our favor, and we really picked up our energy pursuing the ball, getting into the ball, communicating. And we can't let, you know, again, it just we can't let making or missing shots impact our energy on that end because we are going to go through plenty more pockets of this season where we don't make shots. We're going to miss eight threes in a row. And in those moments, you have to lean on your defense and your energy on that, and you have to be able to separate the two. Um, it's it's something that as a coach you wish you had the magic formula for. It's The players recognize it and they know it, but in the moment it's hard. You miss a few, you get frustrated, and your brain starts to wander towards that, and you're not as locked in on defense. So, again, it's a, it's a great opportunity for our team to to learn that we have to maintain that focus whether we are making shots or not. Um, you know, I, I will always credit our team's resilience. Another example of like, we just won't go away, but it's hard to come back from down 20. 
you expend a lot of energy to get back and then you have to be perfect at the end and again you're playing really good players I thought Trey Jones made some tough shots down the stretch and that's a credit to Trey um, but you don't leave yourself much margin for error when you start down 20. It's a weird start to the night uh, with the game being delayed and yeah is that I mean obviously as a coach it's different from the players does that kind of because I mean everyone's a creature of habit mm-hmm. and so does that kind of upset the the tone oh absolutely you know, we're all in the back watching the clock and all, all of a sudden 30 minutes gets added to it when the team is about to go out to the court and the coaches are changing into their stuff for the game. And, you know, you do have a rhythm before the game and that got thrown off. But, you know, we were made aware as soon as it happened as to what was going on. And, you know, we obviously want everybody to stay safe. And we're not the only team that had to deal with that delay tonight. So I think it does throw your rhythm off. But, um, you know, their team had to wait as well, so in no way is that a reason for the outcome, I don't think. Can you maybe talk a little bit specifically about the challenges that Yaka presents, and whether that, like, defensively for you? When, when we're on defense? Yeah. Yakub um, is a great screener. He really understands angles, how to set the screens to get to create that initial advantage. And then he has great feet. He's a really good athlete. And he's quick to get into the pocket and put pressure on your defense. He has great touch on all those little floaters around the rim. You know, he's he's unbelievably productive. Um, and he's used to not getting many plays called for him. So he knows how to live in those gray areas. He knows how to... You know, present himself when you go to help off of him on drives. He knows how to screen, you know, set those screens, and then get into the pocket to roll. Um, he's a very good offensive rebounder. I thought for the most part we did a pretty good job on him on the glass, except for maybe there was that one late. Um, he got the tip in in the fourth quarter. But Jakob's a guy that I loved coaching. He's really tough, competes hard every night, doesn't ask for anything. Um, never complains if he gets missed on a play or he's not getting a ton of touches um he's he's really one of those guys when you you know you hear the term glue guy he is one of those like he just holds the team together because of what he does on both ends of the floor so um i hate him at the moment but um in a couple hours, I'll love him again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more post game is on the way. Great play here. Blake Beasley, great bounce pass to the finisher. The so, yeah, they're showing the play of the game where Malik Beasley had the still and then threw it up the court um, to Lowry for the dunk. That easily was probably the play of the game, maybe the three pointer by JC at the end. But um, we've got some new listeners and people requesting to speak. Before I turn the mic over, I just want to go over these stats real quick The that really were a huge factor into this game. Points in the paint, they beat us 74 to 52. Second chance points, we actually beat them by two. And then fast break points. Uh, we caught up there at the end, but... At one point, I believe it was 9-20, to 20, and we didn't give up as many fast break points in the second half. We finished the game at 20, or sorry, they had 20 fast break points to our 14 fast break points. 
And really, turnovers weren't that big of a deal. We only had 12 turnovers, but to have 20 fast break points off of only 12 turnovers uh, d- doesn't really matter how many turnovers you have. So uh, our first speaker that we've got, I think we've seen you in here before, Cool Danny, uh, pharmacist. Go ahead, man. Mike's yours. He's still listening on my screen. Is he? Um. Oh, try and request again. It, it for some reason I accepted that you wanted to speak, but it uh, looks like it didn't approve you. Armani, let's go to you first while he requests to speak. Um. I, you know, I really don't have much to say about this game because I didn't really get to see the whole thing. I really don't want to make a loose comment, so I'm just really just, like, trying to catch up and figure out what happened. I've seen, you know, some of the game, and I've seen Lowry was cooking, especially um, his physicality getting towards the basket. That was, a, you know, a little joy to see, and I think, I don't know, I think he ended up with 13, 14 free throws. can't remember. Um, I did see that Malik Beasley just wasn't hitting. Yeah. For the for, you know, for like I, I don't know, maybe I watched like out of the forty eight minutes, I maybe watched uh, twenty eight, twenty nine minutes. So I, I really don't want to comment too much. Okay, no worries, uh, Danny. Cool, Danny, you're you're on, buddy. I just uh, accepted you. You gotta unmute yourself. Okay, uh, let's go to Kevin. And uh, Danny, if you can get it figured out, just go ahead and, and start talking. I think he's off mute. We'll see. Give him a second. Oh, he's requesting again. Weird. It's not. Well, while he figures it out, I, I, a... I didn't watch the fourth quarter. I turned it off. Thank you. Uh, Sorry. Um... Okay, go ahead, Danny. Go, go Yo, for can it. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Alright, um, I'm I'm in Nigeria and I'm in Nigeria. First of all, awesome. Been, yeah, I've been I've been on your spaces maybe twice. Um, I like the jazz. No, I like um, I started following the Utah Jazz like two years ago. So, and my favorite player was Donovan Mitchell. Though he he's no longer playing for the Utah Jazz. Um, my observations, um, I think uh, the Jazz should play more through um, Lloyd McKinnon. I think he's he's very efficient when you watch him. Um, I get frustrated when I, when I see um, Jordan Clarkson jack up so many shots. Like... Um, Taking away uh, potential attempts from Markkanen, like this guy should be taking minimum, like minimum of at least twenty shots a game. Like some nights, he like they don't play through him. Like he doesn't take so many attempts, and I think it costs them some wins in the in the first half of this game. Like. Uh, Clarkson was was nowhere to be found. Like yeah, so um, I think I don't I, I don't know. I and I also feel maybe a trade is coming. So these guys are probably going to be traded away. And um, 
but um, Makanen is Makanen could easily average forty on this team. Like the way he plays, if they just they should just feed him with the ball. That's that's just the, the my observation. Um, thank you for letting me speak on your on your spaces. Yeah, I, I love hearing people from around the world. Uh, what time is it in Nigeria right now? Um, this is five a.m. Five twenty-four a.m. So, do you get up for most games to watch? Sure, I do. Awesome. Yeah, so I don't think you're alone as far as the Jordan Clarkson frustration. Uh, looking at it tonight, even last game, I said I wish the shot attempts would would switch places with Market and Clarkson. Uh, Clarkson shot 19 field goals tonight, only one more than Lowry, and uh, Lowry shot three more um, three-point attempts, but missed two more than Clarkson. So Lowry had 32 points tonight, uh, really shot the ball pretty well. The only place he didn't shoot it as well as he normally does is three-pointers. But um, yeah, he's, he's an efficient player. I, I hope that those numbers continue to switch. Clarkson, they shot about the same from the field. Uh, Markinen shot 44 from the field, and Clarkson, Clarkson shot 42% from the field, so uh, not a huge difference there. But tonight I, I really feel like uh, Beasley not shooting well. He only shot 18% from the three-point line and 25% from the field. Yikes. Yeah, we. I mean, he's a guy that – just he he's really been performing well and so that hurts us uh tonight more than than Clarkson I agree though that Clarkson at times you know he he just is not making the greatest decisions um last podcast I mentioned how I feel like Clarkson's a little bit more clutch than Beasley and you saw he hit the big shot at the end to, to get us within three points and really that's where I see Clarkson fitting in. Uh, he had that really nice fast break where he dished it off to Kessler and then Kessler dunked it. We had we had multiple three-on-ones where, for whatever reason, the guy with the ball just takes it to the guy in front of him instead of just passing it off and, and getting an easy layup or an easy dunk. Um, I, I feel like that's really what hurts as well. You know, we had some good defensive plays, got out in transition, but then just didn't make the pass. The easy, simple pass. The ball movement was terrible tonight. I, I kind of feel like um, Popovich uh, sat over Christmas break and and just watched Will Hardy and probably knew, knew Will Hardy's tendencies, and so maybe there was a slight advantage there, Popovich coaching against one of his, his mentors <laughs> or mentees. Um, but as far as assists, we only had 20 assists, but, um, let's see how it, let's see, usually I like to be in the 30 range, but let's see how many field goals we made here. Field goals made 39, so about half, and then 13 threes, just felt like the ball was not moving, um, honestly, the, the Spurs just aren't that great of a team, and, we were kind of playing with fire the whole game. I felt like that we were just c- coasting, really. I told you this was a game I was kind of like, eh, eh. Yeah, it, it just... Go ahead, you know, Kevin. I, I just want to add on to what uh, Cool Danny was saying, because I agree with him 100%, and 
I, I, I give... I know you put a lot on Beasley, but I give Beasley a pass because... Yeah, yeah. I give him a pass because he's a shooter. He's a pure shooter. And, and shooters have off nights, you know, unless your name's, like, Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. Like, shooters have off nights, and they're going to have off nights. I turned the game off after the third quarter because I just got sick and tired of watching Clarkson run the damn ball down the court, run around for 24 seconds, and then walk down on defense and stand around because he was too effing tired to play defense because he didn't want to pass the ball on offense. He just wanted to freaking run around and and just play with the damn ball. Almost lose the ball. I, and, I watched this every goddamn game. And, and I every just every damn game. And I was just I was livid because here's this guy yeah. that I'm supposed to have faith in our front office and our freaking ownership, and they're talking about resigning this guy, and all he wants to do is is just Dribble. make our team worse. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to give the ball to the guy. Who you know, is the proven oh, scorer? I mean, I, I, mean, I wish they would have come back and won. I really do. But I just, I couldn't watch it anymore because I was getting so livid with Clarkson, and, and I love him as a player and I love him as a person, but I, I just can't. When you 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 can't have that kind of play out of someone with the responsibility of a starter. If you're gonna play like that. Get your ass on the bench. Like I don't care if you want to. If you want to play like that, with eighteen to twenty minutes off the bench, that's fine. Let's put Sexton backs in a starting lineup. Someone who actually will attempt to move the ball around and get his other and get his player other players involved every once in a while. Because, and all he wants to do is play hero ball. It's like I don't know. I don't know if Donovan's in his ear or Donovan told him like, hey, now that I'm gone, it's your job to be the freaking hero on the team. I don't know. That's funny. It's hardy too. It is hardy too. Don't you fret. It is hardy too. And that's why what what is doing is is very fantastic. Imagine if you put McKinnon in an offense that in an offense where the ball was moving, like yeah, even more efficient. Like he's playing with Clarkson, with uh, what's the hell, Nikhil. Like most of these guys are people that want to just either dribble or shoot. Like just hold on to the ball and shoot um, when the when the clock is about to expire. Like you know, it's then, bad when Conley gives up and <laughs> stop trying to call for the ball from Clarkson, like he did this quarter night. Conley was just standing around because he knew it was a useless cause. Like. Oh, sorry. I'm done talking. I just yeah, there, yeah, there was a play with... Oh, man. Yeah, Kevin, thank you. You were getting my heart. My heart was <laughs> pumping right Thank you. There was a, a play with... with the, marketing uh, train, the marketing train is becoming bigger and bigger every game. I love yeah, the, there's a play with Clarkson. He had a really easy reverse layup on the left side of the court and didn't take it for whatever reason and then kind of pump fake and does his pivots all over and then just shot one up and and it's like man just you know it's like just play within the office my guy is not that deep like just play within the office you see how Colin Sexton can get down how Colin Sexton can get down the lane as you can do you have you have way more ability than Sexton does I think the most frustrating thing if he just play within himself 
and Top trying to be something that he's not. Like I think that's what it. I think that's why he was so much better as a sixth man because he knew who he was and he knew what his role. And I think now that Will Hardy is like giving him this like atonement as a starter <laughs> and the like heir apparent to like you know. Here's my thing with JC, right? I like JC. He's very he's very talented, right? Um but we know what we're gonna get from him. When people when when people say oh um JC's playing so much better than now that he's a starter, I'm I'm watching the game, I'm like, he's playing absolutely absolutely no different than what he was on the bench. I said the only thing is is that right now his three point shot is falling. When his three point shot is not falling, none of that shit that he does looks pretty. See, and I think Clarkson loves the ooh and ah. He's kind of a flashier person. I know he's quieter, but Mm -hmm. I think he really does love when the crowd goes, oh, and so when there's an easy bus. It's all about the hero ball. Yeah, when there's an easy bucket, it's like he he is amazing at hitting those off-balance shots and shots that most players couldn't hit, and he's very talented in that sense. But, yeah, he needs to play within himself and – really just take the easy shot and the easy pass. Uh, you know, like the, the pass to Kessler tonight was his most impressive play, right? I thought, oh, he's going to he's gonna ram this down their throat and try and do it one-on-one. And uh, if he could have more plays like that where it's fast break, three-on-two, and he dishes it to the big guy for the dunk, that's where he will be his, at his best. But uh, here's, my, here's my thing with JC, right, is that – as good as he is offensively, he's just as bad defensively. Yeah. Equal. It's, he's com- he's a complete neutral on the court. The thing is that 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 made him look a little better is that he passed the ball a little bit more earlier within the season. Um, is he doing that as of right now? Not quite the same level that he was doing at the beginning of the season. You know, popping the ball around, but he's doing a decent job. His best ability is his shot creation. Right. Well, the thing and, was um, is when he was passing the ball. He wasn't going so hard on offense. Right. He actually had some energy to play defense. Right. When he stopped he's a passing bit, he's the a ball, little bit aggressive on defense. Yes. Back early in the season and all that. Yeah. See, yeah. and and what I thought was interesting too is you know as the game was winding down, we really needed to stop. And Sexton was having a good game, and for him not to be in in those closing minutes when we needed to stop. Uh, was kind of baffling to me. I, I know... Because Hardy put his best friend on <laughs> Well, and, and the same thing goes for Kessler. I know it wasn't his best game, but you just get dominated in the paint, and to not have Kessler in there finishing to at least try and affect the shots. I didn't like that. Yeah, so um, we're going to pass the mic over to Dallin. He, he just requested and hasn't got a chance to speak. So, Dallin, give us the truth and the wisdom that is within you. I like that. If he's there. <laughs> I, I know you're there, Braveheart. I got to show these guys uh, his profile picture on YouTube. Hey, Kevin, can you make sure the, the YouTube stream's going all right? Yeah, I'll check it. I've been so lit. I haven't, haven't had time to check it right now. <laughs> Here we go. Down's on. Maybe. You were speaking. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Yep. Maybe. Okay. 
Uh, are you are you out driving or are you? Uh, he, he's probably fighting off like his twelve kids trying to get you know speaking <laughs> time. <laughs> Well, um, around the association, uh, Brooklyn took down Cleveland, and I watched the Boston and Milwaukee game on Christmas. Uh, both those games, you've got to imagine those teams are going to be top four in the East, and it got me really excited just to watch playoff basketball, whether the Jazz are in it or not, because um, the intensity is better. They you know, are running plays and actually – trying to work as a team to win the game. Um, really fantastic games watching them. Uh, Tatum had a dunk over Giannis. If you haven't seen the meme or the poster yet, uh, it is the Christmas poster to get your kids. Um, Minnesota loses again. Did Rudy play tonight? Because Hey, everybody. We are transitioning, well, adding YouTube to the mix, so... There's about 35 more minutes left in this podcast. If you want to listen to the rest of the podcast, head over to YouTube at Jasketball. Um, we actually love doing it on YouTube because you can see people's faces and see things that I'm talking about, like stats. So uh, head over to Jasketball. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next game. Go Jazz.